When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you're listening to the cricket podcast i think it was a disgraceful performance and i think it should never be permitted to happen again that is very good Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast where today we're going to be talking about the um, the letdown of an IPL contest that was the Kolkata Knight Riders versus the Royal Challengers Bangalore. I'm Jack Hope, I'm joined by Dan Weston, how are you doing Dan? Yeah, I'm good Jack, well I'll say that I'm good, I'm, I'm not wearing my RCB face mask uh, for one reason, simply that it's <laughs> what I've left. Due to the tears that I've cried after this RCB disaster class, um, yeah, yes, it was it was a it was a disaster class. And also in the background, we've got Dan's dog who will occasionally chip in with um, yeah, some. He's, some... Giving, he's not in the same room as me. <laughs> right. Um, before we get going properly. A reminder that we are sponsored by Woodstock Crickets. You can see their logo at the bottom of the screen if you're watching on YouTube, or you can find them on the internet if you search for Woodstock Cricket. Uh, TCP25 for 25% off anything you want to buy from them. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod. Um, and if you're watching on YouTube, um, hit like and subscribe. Uh, the road to 10k, we we cleared the 8,000 subscriber barrier, so that's that's good. Well done, everyone who helped us out um, on on yesterday's show to get the last 50 or 60 people that we needed to to get to get through there. Um, and it's onwards now, 9,000, then 10k. The road to 10k continues. Um, the cricket match that we are talking about, well, it, I say it was a cricket match. It was more of a battering. Um, it was like an assault, um, <laughs> quite violent, quite a violent put down. Um, of RCB by KKR, it um, it started it started with uh, RCB batting. Um, Coley, I think at the toss said that he thought that this pitch was going to be pretty slow and it was going to get slower. So uh, with them batting first, he probably felt pretty confident. 
Um, looking at the scorecard, though, uh, it, it didn't go particularly well. Uh, Virat himself was caught, was, well, was pinned LBW by uh, Prasith Krishna pretty early in the innings. He reviewed it, of course, because he's Virat Kohli, and why wouldn't he? Um, but was out even after the review. Uh, Devdutt Padakal looked okay, 22 from 20. It's not hugely fluent, but it wasn't a hugely fluent innings from RCP, and, and you know maybe a couple more people around like that. They could, could have set up an actual target. Um, he went eventually, though, nicking off to Lockie Ferguson, trying to do like some kind of uh, late cut over first yeah. slip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stricker Barat, Glenn Maxwell, De Villiers, Sachin Baby, none of them covered themselves in glory, uh, particularly Sachin Baby, uh, 7 from 17. That was, that was a painful innings. That was a, that was a how-did-he-get-a-contract type innings from uh, from Sachin Baby. Hasaranga lasted a ball. Kyle Jameson, four from 12, before he was run out backing up. Uh, and uh, that, that was kind of it. That was kind of it. Uh, RCB ended up with 92. In response, um, KKR rolled out a completely different wicket uh, as they chased down the uh, the score of 92 in exactly 10 overs. Shubman Gill, 48 from 34, looked pretty good. Went big to try and try and get to 50 uh, and was caught by Siraj running in from mid-off. Uh, and at the other end, IPL debutant, NBA owner. Do you own an NBA? Erner. He's, he's got an NBA. Um, and he owned an NBA team. What's he playing IPL for? <laughs> no, NBA, a master's business. Uh, well, well, potential business consultant. He could be a colleague of Ross one day. Uh, Venkatesh Iyer, 41 from 27. Some nice reverse hitting, some good cuts, a few nice drives. A good debut, you'd have to say, uh, from him. Um, took, took KKR home. Andre Russell, not out, didn't face a ball. Uh, the only reason, really, to watch KKR, uh, what we, Andre Russell with the bat, didn't didn't happen. They were just so good everywhere else. Dan, where do you want to start with that? I mean, obviously, there's the the whole RCB uh, disaster class, as uh, as you called it. Mm. No, it's just food for thought. That's what Nick Knight, Nick Knight said. It's not a disaster class. It's food for thought. Food for thought. Food for thought. So, what what will what will they be thinking? Um, well, they'll be thinking about how they're. Their net run rate's taken an absolute battering, and it's now minus 0.7. And KKR, despite having only won three out of five, are now positive at 0.1. So that, that, that's, I mean, KKR nailed their strategy, to be fair, in terms of just trying to get down as quickly as possible to get that net run rate up. Because chances are that, you know, then if the a likely, well, not a likely scenario, a likely positive scenario for them would be to get seven, go for 7-7 seven, seven, to four wins, two, two defeats in the last six games. With a positive run rate, that gives them a squeak. So uh, getting a good run rate was was mandatory for KKR, and they did that with minimal fuss. Uh, yeah, they, they absolutely did do that. Um, if we talk about RCB's batting, because that wasn't very good. Um, was it was it Stricker Barrett's first game of the IPL, um, or, or yeah. maybe his second? Um, I thought it was interesting to bring him in at three. And we got asked this from, by someone on Twitter, why Glenn Maxwell and, and De Villiers were sort of four and five in, in this batting order. I, I, I think if you had a criticism of RCB this year, it probably would be how they've lined up with the bat. Because um, they've done this in a few games. They had Washington Sundar batting up the order earlier in the tournament, and that didn't look oh, yeah. too convincing. Um, I'm not saying it would have been a completely different game, uh, but was he slightly over-promoted, did you think, up at three? 
in, as in in the team or in <laughs> yeah. Well, answer both, I guess. Answer both. I mean, who, yeah, who dropped out? Patadar was the, the a mainstay of the first half of the tournament. It's interesting, great, actually, but... if, if, if we look at Patadar, actually, uh, in Saeed Mushtakali Trophy for, for Madhya Pradesh this year, Patadar has got a higher strike rate than Venkatesh Ayer with a very, very similar amount of runs. So you would think that actually maybe he had a little bit more, more upside than, than KS Barat and Sachin Baby. Um, also, like, the thing is, right, I think Wass has described this before, so I'll give him credit for it anyway. Yeah, I think he said that IPL teams are like 15 guys, 15, IPL squads are 15 guys plus 10 and just go on the bus. And, and <laughs> the, 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 that's... That's why you have to make sure that you like the the squad players you pick are like the best that you can possibly wish to find in terms of doing that extra level of due diligence on them. And if in doubt, just go for an intent machine, you know? Like so so it looks like Mohammed Azaruddin, for example, who who hasn't really hasn't really got a look in so far. That would that would have been for me a better a better like a better more upside pick than these guys. But Sachin Baby, let's have a look at him. He, he turns 33 in a couple of months' time and has a career IPL strike rate of 122. He has hit about 13% boundaries and has, I think I'm just doing some quick maths on top of my head, 13 balls per dismissal. I, I think at the age of 32, we can very much rule out the fact that there's a lot of upside there. So that's just a weird pick. I'd much rather just say, okay, well, let's just get some young intent machine in and work. You know, at least there's something there to work with, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, that, I didn't realise that he was that bad. I mean, it's you. you I, mean, I was joking that he, it was kind of a why did he get a contract inning? Yeah. That's that's how, how did he get a contract set of stats there? To be honest, and I know before the tournament we actually talked about Azaruddin as, as, as somebody that we we yeah. thought would play um, for for RCB because I, you know De Villiers is the obvious choice to take the gloves, but he doesn't particularly like it, and I don't think. Um, I, 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 it's not really a fitness thing with him necessarily, but he does struggle in the heat, keeping wicket and and then batting, or, or vice versa. Um, so that, so if you're going to have a specialist wicketkeeper, yeah, I mean absolutely pick pick the guy who might hit a few sixes at least. And, you know, you can put him in at six or seven if you have to, and and, and there's a chance um, that they'll that they that they'll pull something off. Um, if we look through RCB's order, they they've not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say propped up. That's probably too strong a word. But but Maxwell and De Villiers have scored a lot of runs from this year. They both failed today. They got ten between them. De Villiers obviously getting a golden dark. So, so Glenn Maxwell got ten. Um, De Villiers got zero. Um, is it something they need to be concerned about that they are a little bit reliant on those two, or or not? Well, I think the, the, the salaries they pay Coley, Maxwell, and De Villiers means that they're always going to be reliable on. Them. Rely on them, I should say. I mean, when you spend like half your budget roughly on like three players, it's it's pretty uh, clear the way your strategy is. And I think that's where you get a little bit hamstrung with the lack of local talent from there. And and, and this is where I've said this before. I'll say it again. Coley uh, at seventeen crore represents no value. When he's captain, you think, well, okay, well, that's clearly why. Now he's not captain. So yeah, that's how. That's what. That's what I would be like, honestly. Uh, or, or you negotiate it down. It, 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 you, as much as you want to create a successful team, you cannot create a successful team by paying him 17 crore. Yeah, I, it's a lot of money. Um, I mean, opening the batting, he's, it's probably a better place for him, but it's still, it's still. I mean, I think we said on the last show, it's probably 10 crore 
more yeah. than than you'd want to pay for him. He's still a good player, but seventeen mm-hmm. crore, you'd you'd be expecting like peak Andre Russell <laughs> to turn up for you every week. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I don't know, who's, who do you think the best Indian player in, in, the, in the market is? Bumrah or Hardik Pandya, maybe? Yeah, yeah, I think those two probably come on the most. Jadeja, obviously. Yeah. Is, um, the guys who are obviously top level at a really rare skill set. And what would you pay for, I don't know, say Jadeja? Um, well, Jadeja maybe less so, but certainly Bumrah, you, you would make a case for paying that Kohli kind of money for him. Um Hardik, obviously, now those fitness issues have kind of manifested themselves over the last sort of 12, 18 months. Maybe a little bit less, but peak Hardik, you would probably look look at a similar amount. But you wouldn't pay it for an anchor batter. That's that's the thing. And and yeah, people can turn around and say, well, there's commercial stuff, the, the, the knock-on positive stuff that you can come from that. And that's fine. You can say that. But that's still, you can't throw that commercial money back into your budget for your squad. No. Uh, and and that's and that's where the whole strategy falls down. And until but you can we... you can sell more whiskey, so yeah. <laughs> but, but, but that doesn't mean it's, it's not like Man City where like you can have a rich owner and like throw the money back into yeah. the squad. It doesn't work like that. RCB, you can't sell more whiskey and then and then go okay. Well, oh, now we've got another hundred crore we're going to spend at the auction. It doesn't work like that. So yeah. you, when when you when you're spending like I don't know how much it is like a fifth or a sixth of your budget on one player who's basically an anchor, then don't expect good results. Um, so I've got a, a question about how the two teams approach the game. And this this sort of comes from uh, a comment that Sapta Girish on, on Patreon has made, or Girish, as he's, he's put in brackets. So obviously we'll, we'll start saying that. Um, he He's questioning Coley opening the batting on, on pitches like this, basically. Um, saying that you need momentum up front and you need to go and well, strike the ball. Um, I thought there was there was quite a juxtaposition today in terms of how the KKR batters attacked the ball, went mm. down the pitch, um, and and were generally quite aggressive versus how RCB played, which was sort of off the back foot looking for singles for a lot of the, yeah. the innings. I know they lost some early wickets, so you bat a little bit differently there. Um, but do you think there's something to that? There's a broad point we can talk about, I think, as well. On the Coley opening debate, no dramas with that at all, because because he his numbers suggest that he lacks intent against spinners in the middle overs. You you really if you're going to play him, you have to open him. So so I've got no no argument with with using him in that role. Uh, but uh, again, it will boils down to the fact that you're you're spending a lot of money on a player who who unfortunately does have boundary hitting deficiencies. Now, speaking of boundary hitting deficiencies, RCB hit eight in the whole innings in what was actually worked out to be 114 balls, uh, which is impressively bad. Um, <laughs> now, uh, KKR hit 15 boundaries and 60 balls, so they hit, hit 25 wow. boundaries. I mean, that so yeah, it says it all, doesn't it? RCB didn't even hit a single six. KKR hit a couple, but th- th- this is this is the whole point I'm trying to make, right? And I've said this so many times, and I'll say it in- in- until teams stop doing it. Okay, if you if you're struggling, if you, I don't know what was RCB in power play, they only had two, they only two down. Death to Paddock I've got out of the last last ball of power play, forty-one for two, right? Barat fifty-one for three, De Villiers fifty-two for four, Maxwell sixty-three for five. At some point in that, maybe at the De Villiers wicket. You have a choice. You nurl your way to, to I don't know, 120, and somehow you defend, you defend it. But you, you've probably got a sub five percent chance of, of defending that at 120, right? 
So your your difference in win percentage, expected win percentage, if you get 92 all out or 70 all out or 120 is negligible. It is pointless. Um, so you, you may as well just swing and swing and swing. And some percentage of the time you're going to get a roll for 70, some percentage of the time you're going to get a roll for 100, and some percentage of the time you're going to get 150 or 160, and then you actually might have a chance of defending it. That's the best strategy. But people go and don't do it because it goes against human nature of... Is kind of like, uh, well, you, we, we lost wickets, so we've got to consolidate. That, that's, that's, I guess that's what every cricketer gets taught when they're a young age, right? No, don't we do did. it. Just... To, to some extent, I think we saw that a little bit yesterday, um, I, I, I thought. I mean, it, they did nerdle it a little for, for a while, and Jadeja didn't score particularly fluently. But at a point, um, Geikwad and Bravo did did say, well, you know, we're on 110 yeah, here. Yeah, 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 we're on 110 here. We've got five overs left. We can get up, we can get out, be bowled out for 120 and lose, or we can get 40 off the last three overs and 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 put Mumbai under pressure and and, and eventually it won. Oh yeah, well, eventually they they they, they did win by playing that way. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought the whole RCB game plan was weird. We had a, we had another, uh, well, Sapta Girish or Girish. I'm just gonna, yeah, it's, it's gonna take a while for that to sink in. And Kumar, kind of a similar question here, um, and it boils down to why did why do RCB fans have to go through this every year? Why can't the fans have a normal team? Who curses this team? And is there any any way to exercise the curse? And what's the logic behind some of the, their their sort of thought process in, in, in terms of picking players like Sachin Baby? Um, a lot to unpack there, Dan. Um, yeah. Some of, some of it is, you know, in sport you occasionally get teams bit like this don't they and they get a curse and the narrative develops around them and there might be some like poor decision making at a higher level and it sort of compounds itself and compounds itself uh see tottenham hotspur in in, oh, in, in football <laughs> <laughs> um so it's and, it, and it, you know if you're a fan of one of the teams where you can very obviously as somebody who's like an informed spectator see that they're making irrational Calls yeah. or making irrational decisions. It, it well, is mean, frustrating. Soto for thirty million wasn't a good purchase. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it's, yeah, it's like that. Um, <laughs> what what do they do? What do they do? What what should they be doing? Because we we, we we praised them on the last show uh, or the last yeah, show. We talked, we talked about them. Yeah, let's not go overboard with this. Yeah, but because they're, they're, I do like the way that they've recruited in the off season, and, and I'll say that. Um, obviously, we only saw saw one and Hasranga play today. Uh, we didn't see Tim David. who probably probably would have would have fitted this. The, you know, it would have been an immeasurable upgrade on on Sachin Baby. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> um, but, but but okay. So here's the thing, right? I said this before in the show. I've said it about a hundred times before. You, you the one the reason why uh, RCB will have these. Real like low points. It's, it's so simple, right? You're spending forty two and a half crore on three players, which is like half your budget. Then you're all, all it takes is for three guys to fail, which they will do some percent of the time, and you are screwed. Hmm. They're, 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 there's there's no doubt about that because you're compromising on so many different areas in your squad when you've got to find less than half your budget for like twenty players when you spend the rest of it on three. And so, and so that, that's what's always going to happen. Like, you know, they're like, you, you look at it, right? How many times does Maxwell play a match when he is? 20, 25% of the time? 
Davilius will be a bit higher. Coley, well, he'll play an anchor kind of role, and we don't really know if that's good or bad most of the time. Um, but anyway, you add you add all the cumulative percentages together, and actually, I don't know, 20% of the time, all three of them are going to fail, and then that's when you get days like this. Now, now the key the key from from this is to not overreact to these kind of losses. And I, I, I sort of took the mickey a bit about saying, oh, it's just food for thought and, and rather, rather than a disaster class. But I mean, I, I can tell you from personal experience when we were in 100 this summer and we got rolled up at Old Trafford. I mean, that that, that was so different because that, I don't know if you saw that, Jack, but it was, the pitch was just... Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah. Parkinson yeah. was like uh, Shane Warne. Um. Yeah, yeah, well, the pitch helped him be Shane Warne, but it was good, yeah. Um, but there was a clear like mitigating factor as to why we got rolled for a, a low a low score that day. And, and actually, as it goes, like probably if we put 20, 30 more on, it would have been a tough chase because Manchester didn't really look that fluent in the chase either. And they lost like four wickets chasing eight or so, something like that, yeah? And, and it wasn't like KKR today who just went out and just blitzed it as if it was like the easiest thing in the world. Um you just have to, you, you've got to put that away in a box and just say, okay, well, it was easy. It's easy when you, you've got something to blame, like the pitch, which is obviously the, the case at Manchester. And we were just like, well, okay, well, not playing on a pitch like that ever again. RCB probably don't really have that today. So, so it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. It's not going to be easy necessarily. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this, this, there is a quality core there, though. Um, and I think a couple of players have stepped up. I think Siraj looks like a much better bowler this year, for example, than he has in in previous IPLs. Um, so I, I think, you know, between between Siraj, Padakal, Coley, De Villiers, Maxwell, um, I, don't oh, yeah. love, I don't love Jameson, I will be well, honest. Let's, let's, but... let's if, we, if we had that in the equation, they're actually going 57 crore on four players. <laughs> so basically... Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure Jameson's output so far is is the equivalent no. of a 15 draw player. I'm not sure no. it's equivalent of 1.5. I think draw. someone just put in the chat Jameson lol, which kind of sums up the sums up the performance. Maybe I think. that's whiskey branding. Yeah, um, can we flip over and talk about some of the positives from a KKR point of view? Because we pretty dismissive of, dismissive of them. Um, we, we've talked about how they, they got their strategy right in terms of recovering that uh, net run rate and giving themselves still a bit of a long shot here. We're probably talking 20% chance of playoffs or 25% chance of playoffs yeah. um, from from this point of view. But it's, it's you know, it might be up from 10% before the game. So it's, it's, it's a, they maybe doubled their chance of making the playoffs in, in one match here. Um, I thought they were really good with the ball in terms of the length and that 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 they bowled. So, you know, if you if you compare the two sets of spinners here, Chakravarti and yeah. and Narine with uh, Chahal and um, Hasaranga, I thought where Narine and Chakravarti bowled and the speed that they bowled at was super super effective on this wicket. And and you could you could actually see some of the RCB batters more or less just dangle their bat out there and hope for the best. Um, so we, we, yeah, you know, when we're critical of them for not going out and hitting the ball, I mean, sure, that's a way to maybe counter it. But but when two bowlers are bowling that quickly um, and and bowling a length really consistently and in a really controlled manner that, that is difficult to get out to, uh, you do have to praise them. And and you know, the their figures, what it's a combined thirty three for three. Uh, Chakravarti picks up the three uh, three for thirteen. Yeah, um, I thought it was great great control from the two KKR spinners there. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, no, absolutely fantastic. Narayan, Narayan had maybe, uh, you know, not, not 
not the best hundred. So so that was yeah, it's good to see see him. Looking at his numbers these days, you look you peg him in that defensive spinner bracket, and not the twenty or four again reiterates that. I think he had the highest dot ball percentage or one of the highest dot ball percentages in the CPL as well. So so clearly clearly a very defensive spinner and, and a good one of that. Yes, if his CPL uh, economy was like four or something like that, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, was saying, yeah, both of them, both of them under five. Yeah. 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 Um, we also saw Andre Russell pick up three wickets for nine runs across his three overs. Um, it, it was a good bowling performance. I don't know if it was quite that good. Um, there was definitely some RCB mayhem um, involved <laughs> in that. Uh, what was quite curious about the first innings, if you look at the bowlers, so it's four, 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 three. Uh, which meant there had to, there's someone who was going to have to bowl the last over. Now I know that, that you know RCB and nine wickets down, and I could have probably come on and bowled, and it wouldn't have been that bad. Um, do you know? Do, 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 uh, would you venture a guess who might have had to deliver that over, Dan? <laughs> Maybe Rana. Yeah, it could have been Rana. Rana bowls for he bowled like off spin tweakers. Um, that could be quite. I would have quite enjoyed. I think Mohammed Sarraj trying to take down Rana for thirty runs in the last over to to, to, to give oh. RCB a chance. <laughs> Would it be your get Owen Morgan to play his arm over for an over? Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, that was funny. I, I mean, I like I said, I don't, I don't think Morgan necessarily got the math. He might, he might have got the math wrong. I don't know. I don't think he got the math wrong. I think he was just like let's keep the pressure on. Rana was a good matchup against Chahal, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll bowl him out. Uh, and then um, the the other person, I mean, Shubman Gill batted well, uh, but Venkatesh Iyer on his debut, um, convinced by his mother apparently to uh, not pursue a career as a Deloitte consultant and um, instead become a cricketer. Uh, he, he, I think he owes his mum one here. Uh, pretty good start to your IPL career. Not too bad at all, is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just to see where it goes from here because, I mean, looking at his looking at his numbers at, at lower levels, they're, yeah, you're right. Uh, but no, no better than some of the RCB squad players. Um he, you know, he's he's 26 years old now. Um, so, what, what he has got is he looks like he's got quite a lot of stability. He's got high balls per dismissal count at Saif Mushtaq Ali level. Um, and, and also has regularly stayed numbers as well. So, again, with that stability ethos in mind. Um, KKR, I think, have had this kind of problem of losing a lot of wickets in the power play over the recent, last, last year or two in IPL. So, so that may be maybe the mindset towards that, although... I expect that he'll um, he'll look to be quite brave generally with this kind of new McCullum regime, if you like. Of, uh, well, we we uh, got the arse. He, he got... can actually bowl as well. He he bowls okay. a bit of medium pace as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got we got asked we got asked a question about this about the McCullum impact on Shubman Gill. I think McCullum was saying in the week or at some point uh, that Gill has the highest timing rating according to Crickviz. Um, but he's, he's wasting his talent a little bit because he doesn't yep. score quickly enough or, or fluently enough. Um, do you think there's an element of truth to that? He, he was quite aggressive today. He was hitting the ball over the top, coming down the pitch. Um, I know there was you know, next to no pressure on him oh, uh, <laughs> in this scenario, but it, it looked it looks good, I thought. Um, okay, so let's let's get two things out of the way and one one out of the, one for the other. Timing rating, I couldn't care less about because probably if a player's got high timing rating, it means they're probably not teeing off that much, which is I think probably has been the case for Gill over over recent times. Um, you know, when Andre Russell or Chris Gale are not going to have a high timing rating because they're 
they're teeing off at everything. Whereas like a, a Viracoli or whatever will probably have quite a high time rating because he just tries to knock it around. Now Gil, Gil is like he's just he hasn't he hasn't been aggressive before. What we do see McCullum wants him to have that game plan. He wants them to have the game plan. I like the way McCullum talks in terms of being brave and he, the, the great quote, which was, "If you can't, if you can't change a man, change the man." I love that quote. It's it's so good. Whether he's the recruitment genius that's required for this overhaul needed at KKR is another matter entirely. But certainly, like the the general ethos that he that he's talking about. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a mega auction this year. There's a whole bunch of pretty mediocre Kiwis that uh, will be licking their lips at the prospect of, of getting a gig there, I'd have thought. Um, you know, Seifert, he'll be renewed. We've got Southie in. Um, who else? Mitchell McLennigan, he's fallen out of the IPL. He'll probably be, he'll probably want a gig, won't he? I want Lockie back, uh, aren't they? He's good. <laughs> yeah, Lockie is quite good. Uh, he did beam someone, um, which which was um, not who you want to be beamed by. But yeah, <laughs> um, I was just having a quick look in the the chats. I think that's, that's more or less everything we've got to talk about for this match, Dan. I mean, I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to bring up. Um, if anyone's got any questions, wing them in now. Basically, is what I'm saying. Uh, any any extras from you? No, I think we did. We've covered that pretty well, haven't we? And this is... Yeah, I mean, there, it wasn't an awful um, lot to cover. Um, Rickens asked a question about Jameson in T20s. Do you do you think do you think someone will be paying a lot of money for him at the next mega auction, um, no. or or do you think you know he's got a particularly long career even for New Zealand in in line? Well, I mean, this is why it's so difficult, really, to go from. Like kind of one format for New Zealand to or playing or playing a you know Super Smash to go to the IPL. I mean that's just a massive, massive, massive jump in in, in um, kind of the the quality of quality of league. And if you look at Jameson in T20, he is ultimately a, a power play specialist. He he bowls well over fifty percent of his overs in the power play over overall in the in his T20 career, he barely bowls at the death, probably about 15% of his death, death overs, uh, overs, death overs, and that's not impressive either. Uh, 10.6 economy is not great. Now, and that's the lesson domestic for New Zealand, it's actually almost 14s at the, at the death. So, so there's a limited, unfortunately, I think there's a limited skill set there because you're not going to pay 15 core for a power play specialist who bats a little bit. Um, I don't see the value there. Um, I think, I think, I think he'll get sold, but I don't think he'll be anywhere near fifteen crore. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I, I would imagine somebody would want him maybe as a fifth choice overseas, to be honest. Um, or potentially, if everyone's playing at their home venues, there's there are there are teams that would like him as a as a power play specialist um, if it's that. if it's favourable. Yeah, but that's not the point. <laughs> He's a good test player. Um, Right, I think that is more or less everything for this game. Um, do you want to quickly let us know what you think about tomorrow's um, Alf, uh, match? Sorry, I've lost where I lost my, my note here, uh, which is Punjab Kings. I, I can't say it. I want to say Super um, Kings Eleven, but Punjab Kings uh, <laughs> versus Rajasthan Royals. It's um, it's it's both of these teams desperately need to win this match don't they I think yeah, um, yeah. So, I think although it's like you know halfway point roughly into the season I think this match comes in in 
towards must-win territory for both teams, particularly for Punjab Kings, who are 3-5 at the moment. They can't really afford to go 3-6. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, Royals, if they win, they're 4-4, four, four, and they put themselves in, in with a squeaky fact. Royals, if, if they win without, unless it's a really close match, they'll go above Mumbai tomorrow if they, if they win. So that's that's a real positive for them. Now, the thing for me is that you obviously would kind of want to talk about who, who we think is going to win, but the problem is, is that... Um, I think so much depends on the team selection for both teams. I think both teams have got the potential to get it spectacularly right with their team selection. Both teams have got the potential to get it spectacularly wrong as well. So, so let's see um, if it's if it's Royals with Evan Lewis and Liam Livingston and players like that. Then, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, I think they're probably favourites. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, that's that's going to be quite exciting just in and of itself I think watching Liam Livingston um, you'd think probably get a real go over the next seven matches and, and I, I, I for one really hope that he he scores a couple of centuries or something like that you know yeah. completely builds upon what he did at the 100 and um, yeah. and gets sold for about well as much as Coley at the next uh, <laughs> at the next IPO auction because uh, uh, yeah. I do I do I do enjoy watching Liam Livingston bat and I also think it's really funny that if you write something nice about him on Twitter he likes it really really quickly and I'm not that happened to me and it's happened to a couple of other people uh, who who um, are sort of tweeting in the same space he's he um, I, I I just think that's exceptional value that he's he's taken the time out of his day to search himself or set a <laughs> notification for someone puts, so it, uh, types Liam Livingston on Twitter. I mean, it could be, you know, he might be employing an agent to just go through and do this to, as like a professional hype man. I don't know, but it's <laughs> it's quite funny that that's happening in the background. Uh, the other thing that might come out of this, and this we'll, we'll end on this because a few people uh, did ask about it. And do the pitches potentially being a bit slow, potentially being a bit, well, quite it's been friendly. Do they make England's World Cup selection look a bit iffy at this point in time, Dan? Well, I think it needed the pitches to make it look iffy. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was iffy to start with. Um, and, I, and I said that at the time, was big, I posted that on Twitter when they announced the squad, is where's the spinners? Yeah. You've got, you've got pitches which are going to be the World Cup, which coming straight from after the used use pitches or not going to be particularly... Wouldn't say they're going to be particularly belters. Uh, probably could have gone done with Matt Parkinson. I would have thought. Yeah, it's a little bit strange that they haven't picked him. I do. It's very strange that they haven't picked him. Um, yeah. But anyway, they haven't. Uh, that's that's the end of this show. Um, Dan, do you want to remind people where they can find you? Yeah, at SA Advantage on Twitter. And if you've got about an hour to spare, you can read myself stack Dan dot com. Um, great um, and we I think we might be back tomorrow um, after that game I can't remember I, I do have the schedule written down but not in front of me um, but I think I'm about so someone else probably will be um, it should be pretty good fun there's 136 people viewing right now and other people will watch later make sure you hit like and subscribe um, let's get up to 8100 by uh, tomorrow I think that might be asking a lot to be honest but you never know you don't ask you don't get YouTube algorithm yeah, the YouTube <laughs> algorithm just randomly lot right loads of good stuff. Tell your friends. That's probably actually better than the out. Well, it's not better than the algorithm. The algorithms are very, very favourable for us. Um, but um, tell your friends because you know organic word of mouth growth is um, is good. Marketers have led me to believe. Cheers, Dad. Have a good one. Cheers, Dad. <laughs>
Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.